Life is full of decisions you need to make. From the ordinary ones, like what to eat, what clothes to wear, or what route to take to work today, to the bigger questions in life. Questions like who to marry or who to partner up with, what kind of school to put your kids in, whether you should start the business you want, take a job at a new company, or move to another city. Estimates show that we make about 35,000 decisions in a day. 35,000! That's a lot! Some of these are conscious and some of them are unconscious. But here's what I see happening a lot. With so many decisions to make, we end up getting overwhelmed or stuck in analysis paralysis. The other thing I see happening a lot is that people try and get advice from others and surprise, surprise, they get conflicting advice. And what that does is it leaves you more confused than ever before and now with more pressure because people are now invested in your decision too. Not helpful, right? In this episode, I'm sharing what you need to know before you make any decision and five unconventional decision-making tools to help you stop overthinking, get out of analysis paralysis, and instead start to trust your own instincts. By the end of this episode, you're going to learn how to start listening to yourself, your intuition, and the unconscious information that you're processing. You'll be able to start trusting yourself, which ultimately is going to make you a quicker, more decisive, and confident decision-making. I mean, we want that, right? Whether it's deciding whether to have pizza or sushi for dinner tonight, to start the side hustle now, or to go for the promotion or not, you're going to be ready to make better, more aligned, and empowered decisions today. Welcome to the Golden Girls Podcast, where we believe you can have it all. I'm your host, Lisa Michaud, and I'm spilling tangible tips, goal-getting strategies, and real-life stories to inspire you to tackle your biggest dreams. You're a woman who knows you're made for more. Get ready to leave the excuses and self-doubt behind by being vulnerable, sharing your truth, and having honest conversations so you can succeed on your terms. Together, we'll set goals you'll actually achieve by staying motivated, having fun, and building a community of women empowering women. It's time to tap into your best self, get confident, and truly have it all. Golden Girl, let's dive in. Hello there, Golden Girl. Thanks for joining for another episode. Let's talk all about decisions today. The truth is, you make a lot of decisions in a day, and they matter, but we all know A decision-making can also be exhausting at best and at worst, ineffective. What I've noticed through the years is that so much decision-making tools and tips and advice and methodology that we're taught growing up or even in the corporate world is super linear and left-brain thinking. Now, I gotta put this out there and those of you that know me, know me, I love my spreadsheets. I love my processes. I love my step-by-steps as much as anybody else out there. But the reality is, is that it's not always enough for every decision, We are humans. We are complicated beings, you and I. We have goals, values, fears, insecurities, doubts, and dreams. And so do the people around us. There's no pros and cons list, no spreadsheet, and no analyzing at this point that I found that can simplify it enough to make decision-making easy. I'll be honest here with you guys. For a very long time, I really struggled to make decisions, and I'm definitely not perfect yet. I went through a lot of years where it was one of my big goals was to improve my decision-making. I read books on it. I listened to podcasts. I watched YouTube videos. I like practiced it, tried to get better. And what I've learned through that process is this, that decision-making takes a blend of right brain and left brain to do it really well. It takes logic and creativity. That means it's facts and feelings. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We're going there. What I'm sharing in this episode is some of my personal stories and experiences from 
my ability to how I improved my making decisions and also sharing some stories from some of the clients and friends that I've worked with and how this has helped them make decisions too. You're going to notice something and it is that most of these focus on you getting in touch with your own intuition and learning to trust yourself and your gut. Now, before you turn this episode off, if you're like, Lisa, I'm really not into this woo stuff or these feelings or the intuition, hear me out here. You can call it intuition or a sensation or a feeling. It doesn't matter what you call it. But the truth is that our brain and our bodies are using unconscious information to guide our behaviors and decisions. And this is scientifically proven. As humans, we, may, we take and consume unconscious information in our body and our brain, and we can then use it to help us guide us through our life, to enable better decisions, make faster decisions, and be more confident and accurate in those decisions that you make. And yes, if you're curious, you want to know more, there is an article listed in the show notes published in Psychology Science. So check that out because I know you guys like the research, but I intuition is real, whatever you want to call it. Our bodies really do process unconscious information. So I'm not an expert on intuition or all those things. Maybe one day I'll have that. Um, I just want to share from my experience how some of the fun little ways that I've used that have helped me to tap into that unconscious knowledge to make better decisions. So if you're here with me so far, <laughs> just know this, that again, not an expert, but I do know that your intuition can improve over time and with practice. And that is actually scientifically proven too. And from my personal experience, I definitely feel that. What I'm sharing today, these are things that I've used in the last five or six years. And again, I don't make perfect decisions here, but I don't struggle like I used to. It was a really big thing for me and it's so much easier now. Learning to listen to myself and my intuition, these the unconscious information that I'm processing and learning to trust myself has absolutely led to me being a quicker, more decisive, and confident decision maker. And that's why you're here, right? So let's start with two simple things you actually need to know before you make any decisions. Sometimes just knowing this can be enough. These are kind of more traditional things and the things that I obviously talk about a lot because of my program in my programs, and it is values and goals. Sometimes just being clear on your goals and your values can be enough to help you make a decision. Honestly, when people come to me, especially you know sales calls or friends come to me, 50 to 80% of the time when people come to me for help, they don't even know what their end goal is. And so, of course, it's really hard to make a decision from there. So that's the first thing is you have to know what your goal is. You have to know what it is that you want and what an ideal outcome is for you. Recently, I hopped on a discovery call with someone about Golden Girls Mastermind, and they started asking about the program. And they were asking, you know, all the questions. Uh, how many modules is it? How long is it? How much does it cost? All those good questions. But it became really quick quickly clear to me that they didn't actually know what they were looking for in a mastermind, that they didn't know where they were going. And so the information that I was sharing wasn't helpful and wasn't landing for them. So very quickly, I tapped into this and we actually spent the rest of our time together figuring out what it is that they wanted. What was their goal? What was the thing that they were wanting to achieve in the next six months? And what would that next step look like? What would be supportive for them the most? And once we knew that, then we could have a conversation and then we could figure out and make the decision if the mastermind was right for them or not. But without knowing that, without knowing what your goal is, without knowing what your ideal outcome is, well, it's really hard to make a decision. So that's a really solid example that just happened recently that I wanted to share with you guys of why it's so important to know what your goal is and where you're going. I mean, obviously this is Golden Girls podcast, so you know I'm going to say that, but truth, you got to know that. The second thing that I think is really important and can be very helpful in decisions is knowing your values. You can use your values when you know them as a lens to make decisions through. It can help with decisions such as what companies that you want to work for, what kind of gifts to purchase, 
where and when you spend money or save money. Like all of these kind of decisions can really be helpful. But the key thing here is you have to know them and you have to understand them. And if you, all you've ever done is a circle the values exercise on like a piece of paper thing, or if you kind of have them in your head, but you're not really sure, then you've got to go listen to episode 13 of Golden Girls Podcast. And that's where I teach you how to actually uncover your values so that you can use them as a decision-making tool and and actually use them properly. So many times people either don't have them clearly lined out, haven't done this exercise, and that makes it really difficult because I'll tell you something, if you just come up with values off the top of your head, they're probably going to be pretty consistent with like – financial stability and family and environment. And like most people have some of those really classic ones. But the way that we all define those things is a very different. And that's where the nuance comes in. So go listen to episode 13 of Golden Girls Podcast. It's an excerpt from a training I did in Golden Girls Community. That's super helpful and you got it for free. So go listen to episode 13. That's where you start. Okay, so before you make any decision, first you've got to know what your goal is and what your values are. That is a starting point. Then... I'll be real with you guys, that is not always enough. And let me give you some examples of situations where it's not enough, and then I'll give you some unconventional ways that you can work through this. Here's some situations where I found it was not enough. So there's times where you might know your goal, but there are so many ways to reach that goal, and literally. And we all know this. This is actually very, very, very common. I had a client, for example, who was looking to spend a month overseas every year, there's a lot of different ways she could have accomplished this. You know, she currently, she had a business. She could have uh, worked to make enough money in her business and paid someone to do do it all. To, you know, she could have hired on her team so that she would have time off for that month. She could have hired on her, in her, in her personal life to have someone look up where she could go overseas and sort out the visa information and the living and all that stuff. She could have made more money in her business to then be able to actually afford to do this thing. Or she could have maybe quit her business altogether and gotten a job where she would be traveling more often if that fit in. Or she could have made her goal to just get there and figure out a way to get there through different means, which is what she chose. She chose that she knew that at the end of the day, her the most important goal and the most was that she actually would do it that week, that month overseas, sorry. And what she decided to do was that she was her path there was going to be through unconventional ways and she was going to explore any means she could to get there wasn't going to be tied to her business wasn't going to be tied to a job it was going to be strictly on this path of how do i spend this time so what she did is she discovered home exchanges which shout out we've done these two and they're so awesome so she discovered home exchanges um, she did car swaps and she was able to work arrange her time so she could do some work from there and even shift her schedule in her in her business so that uh, she didn't have to work as much as she typically would so there was a lot of different ways a lot of different paths she could have gotten there and in the end she chose that the best way to do it was to f- like focus on that that piece there of just getting there and knowing that then the other pieces would fall into place, like her business, and she didn't need to get another job to get there. She could do it the way that she was already doing it. She knew she could find a way, and that's what she did. So that's an example of where um, just knowing your goal wasn't enough. She had to go. T- she had to figure out well which one makes sense. Another example: um, values can be very powerful, but there are going to be situations where values do cross over, or you have conflicting values. Let me give an example here. Let's say you value uh, financial stability. Right, you want you want an income, you want um, you want that stability for your family, and you also value freedom in that you want to be able to choose what you do with your time, and you also really want to make an impact. Um, that's really important to you. Maybe you've had a family situation, uh, family member go through a hard time, and you want to help other people avoid the same thing. 
here's an example where I've seen this come into play. So those are all values, stability, freedom, and serving others and helping others make a difference. Well, I've had some questions can come up and you might be struggling, then do you generate income now and set your family up now, even if it means working for a company that isn't fully aligned with you? Or do you work for the company that is not that is fully aligned, that you know you're making a difference, but it doesn't help you generate the income or set your family up in the way that you need to to create the stability and freedom that you desire? So that's an example where knowing your values is helpful, but both of those things can actually be competing or can cross over. And that's where these next couple strategies that I'm going to share with you can be really, really helpful. You see what I mean, right? No pros and cons list is going to fully help you get through these. And there's no one clear way to decide. Sometimes you have competing values. Sometimes there's other ways to reach your goal. So what do you actually do? Well, if you're trying to make a decision and you're feeling the pressure to figure out, here are some unconventional ways that have helped me make decisions. Remember, uh, <laughs> these are kind of unique. So give them a try. That's all That's all I can say. They've worked for me. I hope they help, help you. First, we're going to use one that really ties to your gut instinct or your feelings. It's very complicated. Are you ready for this? Like get out your pen and notebook and be ready. You are going to flip a coin as with heads as one option and tails as the other. And when the coin lands, you pay close attention to what you feel, right? Super high tech, hey? (laughs) So basically what this is doing is allowing you to have a direct line to your intuition. When you say, let's say, um, let's keep it real simple. Like, should we have tacos or should we have uh, burritos for dinner tonight? Uh, Heads is tacos, tails is burritos, you flip it. And when the coin lands, Notice what happens when you when you, you see heads. What did that actually tell you? You're either going to get a little hit, a feeling of excitement or relief, or you're going to feel a little bit of dread or a little bit of disappointment. That is a really quick way and a great way to access that different level of knowledge that I'm talking about here, these unconscious pieces um, and that knowing that can help you inform your decision. Now, I'm not necessarily saying you use this to choose whether you marry somebody or not or whether you start a business or not without doing some other due diligence or understanding your values and all the other good things. But this can be a really quick, simple tool that you can use, especially for simple decisions and easy decisions. It also gets it off your plate, um, but also will really quickly show you like, what did I really want? Because often we don't even give ourselves permission. And as a people pleaser, I know this. We don't give ourselves permission to say what we truly want. But when a coin tells us, we'll feel excited or we'll feel that dread. So give it a try, flip a coin, and see what comes up when you're making your next decision. Again, don't do this for the big ones, but it's really, really easy for simple or smaller decisions. And practice, it's great practice for you to get in touch with that intuition or that unconscious knowledge that you already have within you. Okay, number two. This is a cool one. Uh, choose one option. If you've got, you know, three decisions, three, trying to decide between three things, three different jobs, Pretend it's your final decision for a day or two or a week or whatever feels right here. And I want you to feel right into it and imagine what your life will be like. Start doing some of that research and actually work towards it. Then after a day or a week or whatever, pretend to choose the other and do the same. Research, imagine, plan as if you've made that decision. And when you do this, you're going to get a strong sense of what's right for you. When we were moving from Fort McMurray we did this exact thing. We had three places we were considering moving. We thought about moving to Calgary, to Vancouver, or to Kelowna. Now, I had my close to top choice. My husband had others. So we actually did this to see if it would give us more insights. 
we, what we did is we pretended like we were going to move to Calgary. So I researched neighborhoods. I looked at houses there. I reached out to friends there. I looked at recreational options, like what would we be spending our weekends doing? And I pretended as if we were going to move there and felt into that. Like, what was I, was I going to be doing snowshoeing? Was I going to be doing running groups? Did those things exist? What were the different neighborhoods? What was it going to be like to live there? Now, I would have done it from with Vancouver and Kelowna too, but honestly, by that point, it became pretty clear. And by the time we pretended to move to Vancouver, we just never stopped because it felt so right. It was exciting and it felt good and we were like it just there was nothing to stop pretending. It was just it, we were just moving. It was the right decision. It was funny because after we came to the city and we came out with our a group of friends, they were all commenting just how happy and playful we were and how excited we seemed. And I really believe that this playfulness, this pretending, it helped us to make the right decision for us. I've also helped other clients do this too. You know, if they're debating between different jobs, got time to imagine what would your commute be like in that different job? What would your work days be like? What would you imagine your job title was this? What kind of people would you be working with? Really get into what that is like and pretend that this is your life and see what feels. You're going to get a strong sense if you do this for each of the decisions, maybe one day with one decision, one day for the next decision if you're on a time-sensitive crunch here. Um, you're going to get a sense of which one felt better, which one flowed, which one was easier, which one felt right, which one was exciting. Even if it was a bit nervous or, you know, uncertain, if it was the right decision, you're going to get clear on that. All right. Tip number three, or strategy number three, I should say. You guys got to know this is coming. Get neutral advice. Neutral being the key word here. Work with a coach, a mentor, a therapist, someone who's going to be neutral. I want to put major asterisks on this because I want you to be super cautious about who you talk this out with because everybody comes with their own biases, always. This truly is why I'm such a big believer in coaching because it is a skill to be able to detach and truly support someone in their decision making. First of all, so often, let me say this, when we go to get advice or we go we, to other people, we're often just looking for validation. I will tell you, you know, I said 50 to 80% of the time people come to me, they don't even know their goal for a decision. Probably another 80 to 90% of the time, people that come to me are looking for me to validate their decision. They already know what it is and they they don't want to do it or they're scared to do it or they want to know that they're making the right decision. So that is where I, I think it's really important to first see where you can figure things out. Um, and let's talk about why let – me, let me give you another example of why it's not helpful to get other, other people's advice and let's talk about why neutral advice can be helpful. So here's the thing. So often we're looking for validation or we, we – and sometimes we do need general ideas or input. But the problem is is that other people are going to have their own projections or their own versions of you or their own biases that are going to get intertwined. This comes with how your mom, your friends, your partners, your boss, everything. And that's why it's so important to get neutral. Uh, I really – you know, for myself, I've been really taking this on. I've consistently worked with coaches for about six or seven years now. And this is, we've worked on everything from struggles that I've had with my family or with my husband or my mom to the transition I've had into motherhood to business decisions. Having a neutral decision is, a neutral opinion is so important. I recently had a friend who was in a very challenging relationship and she reached out to me because she was struggling to figure out what the right next step was. Should she leave the relationship even though, or sh- sorry, should she stay in the relationship um, because it was becoming toxic? Um, Should she stay in it and support this person through hard times? Or should she leave it, um, even if it meant that this person may not get the help and support that they needed? And here's what happened to her. So she started asking for advice. She started asking people. She asked a friend, and this was a friend who had stuck through their partner through an affair. And so this friend's advice was, you got to stand by your partner, stand by your your person. 
On the other side, she had a coworker who was a single mom and had left a partner. And so her advice was, be independent. You can do this. Go do it yourself. Uh, she also asked her mom and her mom, <laughs> you guys are going to laugh or maybe not, was like, well, what about grandkids? Like, aren't you ready to move on to that part of your life and this is the best way to do it? Can you see how each of these people, and by the way, this wasn't like she was aware of this when she first, when she heard all these pieces of advice. It wasn't until we dissected it afterwards that she realized, oh my gosh, that's why my mom is asking about this. Or that's why this friend's advice was to stay there in that relationship. And that's why this friend's advice was to leave. Be honest. Have you ever done this? Have you ever asked for advice and then ended up even more confused? Of course you can. (laughs) We've all done this. You can see how so quickly people's advice and people's opinion can sway you and make you question if you're doing the right thing, even more than you're already questioning yourself. Remember this, everyone is going to give you advice through the lens of their life. And sometimes this can be helpful and sometimes this is hurtful. This can be hurtful because people will project their own fears and their own values onto you for better or for worse. And that's why I say, you know, first of all, check in if you're looking for validation, don't go get advice, period. But if you are looking for some genuine advice, this is, or some help to dissect this, a coach or a psychologist therapist, we are specifically trained to not do this. And we know how to step out of situations or disclose where we cannot remain biased. This is another reason why I'm such a believer in a coach-led mastermind, because Even when you get advice from other amazing, successful, aware people, it's still going to have their own bias on it. And that can actually lead to more confusion if it's not done properly. So I wasn't planning on saying this, but I'm going to say it. This is a shameless plug for Golden Girls Mastermind because it is a coach-led mastermind. It means that when you ask for advice, we're first going to check in and make sure you're not just looking for validation. We're going to make sure that you know your goals and your values, and then, then we can help give you ideas in a way that's not going to overwhelm you, in a way that doesn't just put our imprint, our own biases and values onto what you have going on for you. It's not going to confuse you. It's going to actually support you in making the right decisions for you and give you options to move forward on whatever goal it is you're working on. So I wasn't going to say that, but I will make sure I put a note in uh, the show notes here. If you're listening, I'm recording this uh, at the end of November 2020. Mastermind registration is happening through the month of December until our spots sell out. Um, So go ahead, book a call and apply in the show notes and let's chat more if you think this might be something that you would be interested in. Okay. Wasn't going to talk about that. Let's go back to this neutral advice. Um, Like I said, counselor, therapist, psychologist, coach, someone who's going to leave their advice at the door. It was really fascinating because once I was able to remove this and ask my friend some questions and listen to her answers, her direction was super clear. Like she knew what she needed to do. It was a tough decision. That's the other reason we sometimes go to other people for advice because it's tough and it's a way to kind of procrastinate or get more information so we don't actually have to do the thing. But she knew what the decision was. And within a few days of leaving this relationship, she felt better. Within weeks, she had wished she had done it even sooner. And haven't we all been there? Like we've been waiting on a decision. As soon as we make it, we feel better. Most importantly, though, I think in in all of that is that she's learned to trust herself because she's worked with someone neutral because she got support and was able to learn and trust that she knows what's right. And that, that ability, that trust that she's building with herself, that is what's going to help her make all the other decisions down the road even easier. All right, number four, you've got to understand and get clear on what is holding you back from making the decision. And this, I could go off on a whole other episode on this, so I'll keep it really nice and tight here. But basically, you want to know what story are you telling yourself? What is it that's holding you back here? 
Sometimes I've noticed that a lot of people, we struggle, we have a lack of confidence in ourselves, or we have a fear that we don't know enough to make the right decision, or that we're, we think we're going to make the wrong one, or that we're going to fail. And again, this is where coaching comes in, and it can really help with stuff like this. Um, so I'm not going to do a whole episode on it, but let me give you a super simple example that you can do anytime right now. If you are doubting your decision-making, and I think this, a lot of people struggle with this, or you're lacking confidence, which I think comes up way more than you think, then what you can do is make lists to boost your confidence in that area. So often we doubt our own decision-making skills or our ability and we lack the confidence. So start with a list. And here's a couple examples of lists that you can create. But basically what you're trying to do is create confidence in yourself. So you can make a list of all the things that you've accomplished and the reasons why you're more than qualified to make this decision or to do that thing. You can create a list of all the times you've figured it out, even when you didn't know what the next step was, and look at that list. You can make a list of all the times that you didn't know the answer, but you made a decision anyways. You can make a list of every time you've been scared and took action anyway. Do you see what I'm doing here? So it's figuring out what is actually holding you back. What are you afraid of or what? where are you lacking some confidence? And then looking within yourself at your past experience and what you've done before and making a list of times you've already done that, that you have experience. That helps you to boost your own confidence in your own decision-making skills, in your ability, and just make confident, solid decisions. If it's something that you've never done or it feels impossible, you can also use other people. But I would say first start with you because chances are you're way more wise than you're giving yourself credit for. Let's say you have an impossible goal though. It can be helpful to look at other people's impossible stories or great stories of inspiration. Some examples, uh, going to the moon. That was pretty impossible, but we did it. Look at people like, and these are the ones that I think of, um, Sarah Blakely started Spanx and grew it to a billion dollar business with $5,000. There's also incredible stories out there of women and men who have overcome adversity. Dr. Terari Trent is an amazing example of a Zimbabwe woman who was a mother of three kids in Zimbabwe at the age of 18, and she set a goal to get her PhD, and it took her 20-something years to do it, but she did it, and she overcame so many obstacles. Um, I'm going to drop a link in the show notes to the story on her because she's just phenomenal and incredible. You know, reading stories like Terari Trent's or uh, Oprah's, like, There's so many examples of people who have overcome adversity that sometimes we can look at these stories, read these stories, hear these stories, and then it reminds us of our ability to do everything we we want to. Basically, what you want to do is if you're finding yourself doubting yourself, this is just one way that you can hype yourself up is create lists to boost confidence in that area or even create lists of like what other people have done. What have other what are other inspiring stories or what are other impossible things people have done? What are other way other ways maybe even look at yourself? What are impossible things you've done or adversity you've overcome? When you hype yourself up, then you can feel the confidence that comes from knowing it's possible for you or that you're going to overcome it even if you don't know all the answers or even if you do fail that you're going to be okay, then you can make a decision from that empowered place. All right. Number five, unconventional way to make a decision is to delegate it. Don't even make it. As your responsibility in life increases, so does the number of decisions you have to make. As your job gets more demanding, you have a family, maybe you run an organization, you have a home, your business, your team expands, your bank account grows, all of that equals more decisions. It's funny because often when we think about or talk about delegation, we think about delegating chores or tasks, but decisions are something you can delegate too. Start with something simple and then move up in that. We have definitely been doing this, so I'm going to give some actual examples. As my business has expanded and our real estate business expanded, and now we have a, a kid, there are so many decisions and I found myself getting really overwhelmed again. So here are some examples of things that I started to delegate. 
at home when it comes to birthdays and celebrations and themes and decorations. I'll tell you, I don't do any of it. My sister and my mom really enjoy this stuff, so they've taken the lead on that. I haven't done the theme or the decor for Sonoma's birthday or any other events like that since she was born, which is super duper helpful. Um, Another one is interior design. I get really overwhelmed with all the choices on the internet and Pinterest. So I I could literally spend like hours and hours and weeks trying to decide on one pillow. So what I've done is I have gotten – there's times where I have decided to pay a designer and I pay them for a couple hours of time. I tell them what I'm looking for and then they come back to us with options. And we've done this for some lighting and for some wallpaper and it saves me so much analysis paralysis because they bring it down to a few options and then I just pick which one is best instead of being completely overwhelmed. All right, another one, clothes for Sonoma. Uh, first of all, even just like shopping. I don't enjoy shopping. I don't enjoy buying it. Um, so I'm very lucky. My mother-in-law and my mom seem to enjoy it and they have time and they're willing to help. And so they actually get a lot of our clothes for me uh, and send it over to me, which is so nice. And even what to what Sonoma wears every morning, I let her pick a lot because she gets excited. She feels empowered and it makes things a lot easier for me. In our business, I delegated a lot back to my husband from our rental property as I've worked on getting my business up and running again after having a baby. So decisions around things like our property managers and tenants, replacing appliances, maintenance, he does most of that now. We definitely do the big decisions together, like which properties to buy and some financial strategy stuff. Um, but a lot of those little things like, or I shouldn't even say little, like there are big things, they're important things too. But I just know that I trust him and I've got to delegate that or I will totally get overwhelmed. In my team, I get their help. Uh, I had an amazing intern, shout out to Simi, who helped me with the decision making to hire my VA. And now I get them and I get my team to help. I get them to research options and come to me with recommendations. And I think this helps us build trust. I I think this empowers them. And I do trust them and I'm so grateful for it. So that's something I think, you know, we, we often think about delegation in terms of tasks or things, but it can also be decision making. Um, So I highly recommend, (laughs) highly recommend that. It's been way easier and allows me to focus my decision making power on the things that, the decisions that only I can make as much as possible. Now, the last thing I want to say before I end this off is to remember uh, from all of this that only, that you can only make the best decision you have with the information you have. As long as you're making the best decision in the moment, that is all that matters. You are never going to know everything and you're never going to make a perfect decision, but making a decision will help you to move through. And remember that nothing is final. You can always adjust. You can always course correct. So give yourself permission here to be wrong and have the confidence to know that you've made the best decision with what you had at the time and that you will always find a way. So let me sum this up here. Before you try and make any more decisions, you have to know what your goal is or be clear on the outcome that you want. And number two, you got to know your values. And again, go listen to episode 13 if you don't know your values, if you don't have them like written down clear as day. All right, here's the sum up of the five unconventional ways that you can make decisions. Number one, flip a coin with heads as one option and tails with the other and pay attention to what you feel when that happens. Number two, choose one option and pretend and research and be in it for a day or a week and then try the other one and see what happens. Imagine your life as if you've already made that decision and go with that. Number three, get neutral advice. But first of all, just make sure you're not looking for validation there. Work with a therapist, a coach, a mentor, someone who's going to be neutral and be very cautious as well. Um, And I'm going to chat real quick here. Golden Girls Mastermind, again, that's a great way to get some neutral advice there or some um, very conscious advice to make sure that we're not coming to you with our biases because you don't want all of our stuff too. You got enough going on. 
Okay, number four, get clear on is what is holding you back if you're lacking some confidence there or what story you're telling yourself and then make lists to boost confidence in those areas. Again, lists on that you've figured things out before, that you've overcome impossible things, the adversity you've faced or when you've made decisions in the past without knowing all the information. And number five, delegate the decision. Don't even do it. Someone else can probably help you out with it if you ask. It's something that I would never have would have imagined a few years ago that these are the kinds of things I had to delegate out that I didn't have capacity for, but it's where I'm at. It's my reality. And instead of fighting it, I'm going with it. And so I encourage you to do the same wherever you can. Delegate the decision, whether it's to your kids, your roommates, your family, your team, get support. Really, at the end of the day, ultimately, I hope that you remember And this is something that's guided Troy and I too in a lot of big decisions we've made. You can only make the best decision for you with the information you have at the time. That's all. Trust that you can can overcome anything. Trust that you're doing the best that you can. I hope that this helps. Remember that you are a smart, savvy, and brilliant woman. Use that brilliant power, that brain power and your intuitive power to make the best decision you can and trust it. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Keep on getting your big and glorious goals. Thank you so much for listening. If something spoke to you, send me a message by sharing this episode and tagging me on social media. If you know someone who would love to hear this episode, please share it with them too. Because I love surprises, make sure you subscribe to the Golden Girls podcast today. It's the only way to find out about bonus surprise episodes and make sure you don't miss a single beat on your golden journey. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode of the Golden Girls podcast.